Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. Hello and welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 42, Susan G. Komen, Coastal Georgia's Race for the Cure with our featured survivors. Y'all, Komen's 2020 Race for the Cure in Savannah, it is just around the corner. It's in a few weeks. It's a 5K, which is just a little over three miles, and it's going to be Saturday, April 18th, and the streets of Savannah, y'all, are going to be flooded with a sea of pink where men, women, children, where individuals, teams, and companies, patients, survivors, thrivers, Previvors, those living with stage four metastatic breast cancer, where friends, family, doctors, nurses, people from across the entire area will lay their footsteps down on the pavement, walking, running, crawling, or even strollering for our babies out there. And this is all in efforts to raise funds for a cure, a cure to a disease that affects one out of eight women a cure for a disease that robs women of their breasts, their sense of safety, their health, and sometimes their lives. This race is a race where steps are made, literally steps are made to work towards putting an end to all of those losses and to finally find ourselves a cure. Savannah's 2020 Race for the Cure has two new featured survivors for the year, and we are blessed enough to have them join us in today's episode to share a bit about their journeys and their desires to make a difference, to change the world, and doing that one step at a time. This year's featured survivors are real-life superheroes. We have with us Margie Singleton and Shantae Frazier. Margie changed Georgia law about breast density after her own personal battle through cancer and having dealt with a missed lump from a mammogram due to having dense breasts herself. She set out on a mission and actually changed the law. And Shantae Frazier, who works in the radiation department and understands firsthand what these women are going through, when I spoke with her at her initial diagnosis prior to treatment, She wanted to be that superhero. She was bound and determined to make a difference to help others going through their own journey. She has counseled other women diagnosed, lending her shoulder to them. And now both Margie and Shantae side by side with Susan G. Komen are going to be participating in this incredible Race for the Cure event where each step forward is literally saving lives. Welcome, Margie. Welcome, Shantae. We are so excited to have you with us today. So welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. us. We're excited to be here. Yay. 
I want to start just real quick so people know a little bit about you. Margie, how old were you at diagnosis? 44. And how long have you been no evidence of disease? So next Friday, the 14th, will be my two-year mark. Elizabeth says the day you start fighting it, that's the one you can consider yourself a survivor. So two years. Yes. Congratulations. That's awesome. Shantae, what about you? How old were you at diagnosis? I was 40. And so Mm -hmm. you've been about a year. I'm a year out. Well, you two are incredibly inspiring women, and we are just very blessed to have you here with us today sharing your story and representing Komen in the Race for the Cure. So we are just all super excited about that. Now, you've been asked to be this year's 2020 featured survivor, the incredible duo here. <laughs> Margie, tell us, what does this race mean for you? I was truly honored to partake in it and be one of the key survivors for Susan G. Combe in coastal Georgia, simply because, you know, obviously it, it represents a lot. And also it, it allowed me the platform to further spread the message around breast density. So many times still today, even though we've done what we've done, people still don't understand the importance of knowing your breast density right. and how that affects you and as far as cancer. This is a very personal tale for you as well. For those that are not familiar, tell mm-hmm. us real quickly, like why is breast density matter? I had a mammogram six months before I got diagnosed with stage 2B breast cancer. And I couldn't figure out why that was. And so I asked those questions and started doing a lot of research. And the story I got back was because I had dense breast tissue. And dense breast tissue looks just like cancer on a mammogram. And it's hard to detect and distinguish the difference of the two. You know, while our mammograms are extremely important and that screen, screening is first and foremost, what we need to make sure we get done is outside of the self-breast exams. If you have dense breast tissue, it is also important to be aware of any changes in your breast and, and, and get that, you know, talk to your doctor about the additional screening that's available for those folks that have uh, dense breast tissue. So you could be one of those that cancer's hiding in that tissue. So it's very important to know and so educating women on what that what that means and why you should be vigilant and Absolutely. is critical. And one thing that I know that you told me before that women need to know is that you cannot discern your breast density by touch alone. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. <laughs> you have to get a mammogram period, the end. The radiologist is the only one that can read your breast density. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, outside of if you don't have dense breast tissue, of course, the, the, the reports come back and, and that that's great. But if you have dense breast tissue, the radiologist is the only one that can term, determine that. Your mammograms are absolutely important. Right. And, but to know your breast density and to know if you feel something different, that additional screen on the back end of it could save your life as well. Right. Be your advocate. Shantae, tell us, what does it mean to you to be this year's 2020 Susan G. Komen featured survivor? (laughs) Well, it's humbling for me, but it's an opportunity to, of course, raise awareness, to absolutely try to find a cure. As you mentioned in the intro, it just separates families and loved ones, and it just causes a lot of stress. And so it is vital that we do what we can to find a cure. So I'm super excited. People Mm -hmm. matter. Lives matter. And this is helping save them and keep them with their families by doing the screening. And and all of this stuff that is able to happen in the community is able to happen when we raise funds. And that's what this Race for the Cure is ultimately doing, is affording us those opportunities to save lives Mm -hmm. by raising the funds. Now, before we started recording, you told us that you have a team set up. Tell us about your team. Yes. Yay. Um, I'm calling my team Team TZ. And uh, it's going to be 
celebrities, family, friends, co-workers. <laughs> they were giving me a hard time the other day. I didn't give them a shout out. Yes. yes. What about you, Margie? I have established a team. It's called Margie's Army. I'm still building my team, and I know we're, we're going to rock it out, and we're super excited to participate and help with the race. It's going to be an amazing day. It is going to be an amazing yeah. day. First of all, both of you guys, you are incredible role models for women out there. And Margie, you were talking a lot about breast density and why that matters. You ended up changing Georgia law over breast density, and you came on and did an interview with us earlier on where we dove into more detail about breast density. It was um, episode number nine if anybody wants to go back and listen to that. But one thing in that interview that I will never forget that you said, and I think this is absolutely critical for people to hear right now, is that anyone can be the change. It's not something that is out of your reach. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So for those of you that don't know me, I grew up in Rankin, Georgia. Simple girl right here from Savannah, Georgia. And it wasn't just me that changed the law. I had an amazing group of supporters and community and family and friends, Margie's Army, that came together. And it was a collaboration of amazing women. I was just the face that got cancer. I think I was the vessel. And then I had amazing people behind me to make that happen. And I say I was just a little simple girl from Rinkum because I am. To, to this day, people are like, oh, it's Margie Singleton. I'm just normal. (laughs) And I want people to make sure that they, that they know this too, because Mm Komen has a really amazing video that I know we talked about in another previous Mm -hmm. episode. It's the power of one. Right. And um, Susan Komen Coastal Georgia, when they were telling us about this video and showing Mm -hmm. it, if you haven't seen it, go to their website, y'all check it out. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it basically talks about how if one cancer cell can basically raise all this havoc within your body, imagine what one person can do. And I love this because you saw this happen. With the changing the law in Margie's mm-hmm. army, and I want people out there listening to hear this now too. Like when you go to the race, it's not like one big person that's like, "Oh, here's the difference, cure is made." Mm-hmm. It's all of these individual Correct. people coming together. Correct. It's every footstep that mm-hmm. you put down on that pavement. One hour, one person, one movement forward. Well said, Joyce. And all I could think when I got diagnosed and my cancer was missed by, you know, because I had breast in, or dense breast tissue. And after I did a lot of the research and everything, I remember to this day and I tell the story, I was sitting on my back porch and, you know, after I gathered all the information, I'm like, this is not going to happen to another human. I can, now that I know all this information, I've got to make sure that I make the noise, spread the message. And that's what I started doing. And before you knew it, I had all these people that were like, oh my gosh, we've got to help you make a difference here. And that's what Susan G. Komen is doing as well. So it's it's just a simple person that's starting to make that noise and knowledge is power. You can't deny the facts. And we now have the studies that back up, you know, what my mission is. And so that's how we we came together to make a difference. And I I appreciate Susan G. Komen doing the same to make a difference in patients' lives as well. They absolutely are. And (laughs) anybody out there that's listening that maybe maybe if they haven't signed up for the race for the cure yet, this is an opportunity for you to join in the masses and to become part of that change. I was, and had it not been for people rallying behind me and my family, I wouldn't have made it. I think it's so important. And I was so excited to hear that a lot of the funds go back into the the local community. It's important. And until you're going through it, obviously you don't understand how it affects you mentally, physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. financially. Every aspect of who you thought you were, it's gone. 
Yeah. Right. And while you're going through that. So I was excited to hear that a lot of the funds come back into the community here locally and help patients that need that extra boost of confidence to, to get through this journey. Absolutely. So one of the cool things that Coleman Coastal Georgia has started is they started this role, a survivor ambassador. And they asked me if I'd be their survivor ambassador. And the whole purpose behind this is for, we know that early detection is essential. But what about those women that get diagnosed? What then? Recognizing that they're not alone, that there are resources and support in the community. And what Susan G. Komen Coastal Georgia really wanted to do was to make sure that these women knew about all these opportunities. And I wanted to bring this up with you because you and I, we connected at a critical moment to you. Tell Absolutely. us tell us how, what that meant to you. Absolutely. It meant everything because a lot of times when you're going through something, the only person who can really help you is somebody who's been through it themselves. So after I was diagnosed, you know, love my family, love my friends, but I needed to connect with someone who was relatable, who had actually walked the walk already and is thriving and doing well. So my mom had a couple of friends she was able to connect me with. Um, I have a friend from church. I connected with her. And then Dr. Hassell mentioned you and we connected and you all were very, very vital in walking me through the steps. I also have a sorority sister who's a breast surgeon herself in the Atlanta area. So between... My small army. (laughs) It was very, very vital to know what to expect as you're going through, what certain terms mean, what does this mean, well, why is this important, well, do you know about this, you know. And uh, when you hear from people that have been there and done that and got it and have made it to the other side, not only do you get some of this critical insider scoop, Mm -hmm. but it also helps to foster hope. Yes. And it shines this light so that when you're in the deepest, darkest moments of your own journey you can see that there is light out there and that you two can make it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was absolutely determined that there was no other option (laughs) but (laughs) to get through it. But yes, it's very encouraging to know that you do have this to look forward to. You know, there's life after this. You know, you can still keep going. It's going to be rough for a little bit, but you can push through. It's going to be all right. That's right. You can rise from your falls and you can push forward and make a difference. And what an incredible opportunity right here coming up in April is it to be able to do that and to actually see what that translates to in our in our community. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late for people to register. It's in a few weeks. It's going to be, again, that Saturday, April 18th. It's a very fun family event. So where can they go to register if they haven't already done so? ColemanCoastalGeorgia.org for more information and to register. And it's it's pretty clear cut on there too. You go to the website, it's you can't miss it. There are big buttons that say register here. Yes. I mean, it's pretty pretty I, walk you through I it. I did there. it the other day. It was super easy. CodemanCoastalGeorgia.org and follow the prompts and it'll take you straight through. As we've kind of already talked a little bit, the three of us know firsthand that breast cancer is a beast. It's something that we wouldn't wish upon anybody. It is hard. But what do you suppose is your biggest life lesson and how does Komen play a role in that? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Uh, In hindsight, being on the other side of it, the silver lining to all of this, for me personally, I look back and I think all the lives and all the people that will be spared of getting cancer 
and the earlier detection because of everything that I had to go through. And that includes my family, my friends, my own daughter. So the silver lining of that is, you know, God did this for a reason. And, you know, I'm strong. I've always been a strong person. And so he knew what he was doing. I was his vessel. He used me accordingly. So being on the other side of it, I think, you know, as I sit here today, he's using me again to spread that message. And through Susan G. Komen, I'm, I'm excited to be able to have the opportunity to do that. Pushing forward so that the world that our children will inherit will be Mm -hmm. far better than the one that we currently have today in regards to where we stand with research and treatment. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, When something's put in your heart like that, you just got to move forward with it. And there have been days that I've questioned, obviously, going through the journey. And there's been days I didn't want to get out of bed. And I've had people come and say, no, get up, move forward. This is what we're, we're going to make happen. And not just for you, for everybody else. And so I was just a vessel and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Right. Being on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. It's perspective. Absolutely. You get a little bit more perspective. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Shantae, what about you? What would you say is perhaps maybe your biggest life lesson and how does come and play a role? I look at it as like a a new beginning. I feel like life is beginning again. Uh, It's really hard to explain into detail everything that that means, but it's almost like a reset. And being that I'm a driven individual anyway, especially to work in the field that I do, I'm already determined to fight and beat this thing. So now I feel like I'm more equipped. I have more in my arsenal to help others, to bring more awareness Not only just being somebody who works in the field, but who has actually been a patient. I was a patient in my own department. My coworkers took great care of me, everybody at Anderson Cancer Institute. I really appreciate everything that they've done. But now I have a double perspective. You know, Mm -hmm. I can come at it a couple of different ways to help somebody else. And I've also heard from a good friend of mine who saw our segment the other day and she told me, well, this hit too close to home. So I have an appointment tomorrow to get my movie squeezed. So that's what we did. (laughs) And it's little, little moments like that, that Mm -hmm. really, they change the world Mm -hmm. because when lives are saved, then that person matters and what they do in the world matters. And so therefore the world gets changed. And so it's in moments like that, that you really do get to see the change. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned uh, new beginnings. I like to think about it as before cancer, you might have yourself all this nice put together stained glass window, right? Your life is together. Yes. And then, (laughs) and then cancer hits and that beautiful handcrafted glass shatters and you feel broken. Mm -hmm. Well, I like to think about a mosaic right? You're not going to put yourself together and be that exact same person that you were prior, but mosaics are beautiful and they're made when you put together those pieces of those broken elements of glass. And, and when you emerge on the other side, there is true beauty in that. And I mean, what a force to be reckoned with, right? Like you, you fall, you break, you rise, you heal, you put yourself together again and you change the world. And that is what is happening right here. When we are putting our footsteps down on that, pavement and running this race. That's what that is doing. Exactly. Exactly. I want to read Komen's mission. Komen's mission is to save lives by meeting the most critical needs in our communities and investing in breakthrough research to prevent and cure breast cancer. And if you go to their website or you learn more about Komen, you'll understand that they have four big pillars that they focus on. It's kind of like this multi-prong approach to helping with this issue. And those four pillars are research, care, community, and action. 
And I want to talk just briefly about what each one of those pillars stands for and means for you personally. So Margie, let me talk to you first about research. What does research mean for you? It's everything I represent, everything that Margie's Law represents. It's very important. And being in the medical industry, cancer is is just awful, 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 awful. It's nobody deserves to go through it. I don't care who you are, where you come from. It doesn't discriminate. Research is probably amongst the most important thing in all we do. We were talking um, before the recording started about how they have some uh, Coleman scholars and all the cool, amazing, way over my head kind of (laughs) cutting edge science and research that they are doing on this very issue. Mm -hmm. Shantae, I want to talk to you about care. That's the second pillar. Mm -hmm. You work in the industry, work in radiation department. So tell us, how does care come into play as being an essential piece of this whole puzzle for you? Well, care is an essential piece because it's what we do at Anderson Cancer Institute at Memorial and we cover every facet. I mean, we have resources for the family, for the caregivers. We have resources for the patients. There's community outreach and it's really a big team working together. So, I mean, you have the medical oncology, you have radiation oncology. Care is essential to help the patients get through the journey and it was an eye-opener for me because it's one thing to be an employee helping the patients is something totally different to walk through the journey yourself. So I got to experience that side is very important. You need that hand-holding. You need that support. You might think that you're strong and invincible, (laughs) but going through this is... We're human. Yeah, we're human, and it's a whole nother monster. So you do need that care. You do need that extra support to get through this and absolutely help me get through. And it takes funds to have that care, And it takes funds. (laughs) And I want to add on here, too, having access to that care is critical as well. And I'll never forget going to one of the Coleman Awards breakfasts a couple of years ago and a girl stood up there and held a sign and the sign said a Komen grant saved my life yes. and it was because of the work that Komen does you know and they're able to do that because of the fundraisings that they do this woman was able to receive that care mm-hmm. that maybe she wouldn't have been able to get otherwise right. and because of these programs in place she got everything that you guys have there and, are, and represent she was afforded that opportunity and right there in front of me a life was saved because of that. And I just think that's just empowering. And yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Margie, let's talk about community. Susan G. Cummins' website says that this race, it's like over a million are coming together mm-hmm. as one. Mm-hmm. How does that resonate with you? So it, it goes back to what you and I were discussing earlier. It doesn't matter every little cent, if, if it's only just a dime. Every team, every person that is involved in that journey, it matters. You know, before I got diagnosed, I would donate and I would do this and what have you. But I didn't get it until I was on the other side, how important your community, whether it be your small or your, your large community, every aspect matters. Every little thing as a community that you do to help support someone that's going through cancer matters. Exactly. Um, that's. Uh, I always like to say the more we unite, the brighter the light. Right. And that's essentially the same idea mm-hmm. is right. that, that it's all of these little pieces together mm-hmm. that really bring mm-hmm. about change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the programs that this money that Susan G. Komen is raising, you never know when you're going to be affected personally. Yep. 
and you never know when you're going to be on the other side or you never know when you're going to have to go through that storm. And when you do, and you're thankful that you have those programs to back you up, to help you get through right. that storm. Oh so. my gosh, this was critical for me is recognizing that, because I mean, it is a hard journey, mm-hmm. but a big shift in perspective is recognizing that where I was in my journey and what I got to go through, it's not what I had to go through, it's what I could go through. Mm-hmm. That women who had to go through this generations prior to me mm-hmm. weren't afforded that opportunity. Right. And, and then it's about, well, think how far we can go. Right. Mm-hmm. We can continue to push forward and forward for mm-hmm. a cure. Correct. Shantae, let's talk about that fourth pillar, action. Susan G. Komen, Coastal Georgia, has a phrase. They say, what is raised here stays here. Tell us, what does action mean for you? Well, when I think of action, I think of advocacy. I think of education. It's very important to bring awareness about breast cancer and the importance of early detection and screening, finding out you know, about local resources, as we've already talked about, Susan G. Coleman and the money that stays here goes to resources to help breast cancer patients and also goes to dedicated research facilities. There's the worship in pink. I know that my church has participated in that every year. And we also have somebody come and do a talk. Somebody we usually have a common representative who comes to the church and talks about the importance of early detection and screening and bringing awareness to people who might not have access to the information already, might not know about it. Some people still don't know. They might not be aware of Susan G. Coleman, the resources that are afforded if they go through it or if they know somebody who's going through it, they can direct them to the right individuals. So this is huge because that education and advocacy piece is really, you know, getting out into the community and shaking things up and saying, hey, listen, you need to pay attention. This mm-hmm. matters. You matter. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the number of people that I've talked to when I've asked what are the biggest barriers, it, they always say it's education and access. And so action is really getting into the community and shaking that up and saying, all right, this is where we need to act. Yes. Right. Yeah. So women can be disproportionately affected because of the lack of access and the lack of education. It's very important. Yes. Susan Cummins also has a, a phrase where they say, be more than pink. So Margie, what, is that, what does that mean? Be more than pink. For me, we, you were just talking about action. After I did a lot of research with about Susan G. Cummins, they represent everything that I do represent and everything that I've pushed for, especially being on the other side of things. My message every day, it seems like everywhere I go, is to share the education, to be an advocate, to, you know, tell people, don't put your head in the sand. Be huge. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Oh, I can't I believe some of the people that just put their head in the sand. And when you're that one person out of eight that gets diagnosed, it is a life-altering out-of-body experience. It will change your life forever. And for me, I love pink. But being that representative that someone can look to and be there for them and be that support for them now that I'm on the other side of it. Shantae, what about you? What does it mean to be more than pink? I felt like I already had a responsibility, but now even more so that I've gone through this. My faith really has gotten me through. And Margie mentioned earlier how she's 
feels like she's been a vessel and I feel the same way. I feel like, okay, now God is going to use me to turn this around for good and to help somebody else. So being more than pink just means bringing more awareness, talking to people, reminding them that it doesn't discriminate and please go get your screenings, do what you need to do to protect yourselves and protect someone you love. So, And you're a lot like me, Shantae. I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. If you want to ask me anything, oh, yeah. I will tell you. Tell you. Um, mm-hmm. I will tell you the good, bad, ugly, evil, <laughs> everything ab- ab- about it. And I think that's important for it's us to important. share with other women. Yes. There's so many people out there that aren't like that. Yes. And I remember when I got, first got diagnosed, I'm like, how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for other people outside of, you know, being the pink, you know, the sisterhood that no, or the club nobody wants to be part of. I don't know that I would have made it through, you know, had to have somebody like us that's on the other side of it that told me, you know what, your eyebrows, you, you I mean, your yeah. eyebrows are all going to fall out. You're, you're going to lose your hair, but you know, it's, it's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Even it's though it's grow the back. strongest of strongest women, <laughs> right? Right. right. But when you see all... strong women be vulnerable and show mm-hmm. their humanity. Right. And that if you fall and if you're in, in emotional or physical pain, but then you can rise again, mm-hmm. then that lets the next person know that when exactly. you're feeling these things and you're going through it, you're not doing it wrong right and you're not weak right Mm -hmm. you too can make it through Mm -hmm. exactly it's a sisterhood it's an automatic sisterhood Mm -hmm. that you go into because that did help me get through it talking to joyce talking Mm -hmm. to the other Mm -hmm. ladies that i mentioned before you know well this is going to happen you're going to go through this Mm -hmm. step you're going to reach this little hurdle Mm -hmm. you're probably going to hit a wall Mm -hmm. you know you're going to have a moment but that's okay to get emotional to scream to get angry if you get mad with god Mm -hmm. you know you're going to have all of those moments like mm-hmm. it's going to affect you emotionally mentally like you just don't understand mm-hmm. unless you've been through it yourself so I'm so grateful to have had that help to have had that hand holding mm-hmm. you know like okay when you get to this stage mm-hmm. and Joyce even mentioned okay well after the second round of chemo I experienced this you know mm-hmm. she she was able to share with me everything that she experienced through every stage mm-hmm. and with the other women as well mm-hmm. they shared with me things that they experienced and it really helped it helped Mm -hmm. tremendously it's like okay they told me about this. That's they what told more than pink represents. And that's what more than yeah. pink represents. And we're, that's now it's like we got to mm-hmm. pay it forward, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that that part right there, yes. I think, is huge. Is that paying it forward, recognizing that hey, we get it, we've been there, mm-hmm. and it's okay, and you fall, mm-hmm. but then you find your feet beneath you once mm-hmm. more, and you rise again. Mm-hmm. And then after a rise, and you might like do some little shuffle steps, mm-hmm. and then you might do like a little bigger steps, and then eventually mm-hmm. maybe you're running, and it, and you can do any and all of those mm-hmm. in the race for the cure. And one thing that I think is really cool about this, you know, this new set of vision that I have after having gone through what I've gone through, when I go to the race for the cure and I see everybody out there and they're, you know, they're dressed up in tutus and like, you know, wands and and all this pink, right? It's a celebration for where we can go and that we are a determined unit, right? Because we're all coming together. But even more so, when I see that pink, right, like, so one person might wear this pink shirt and another person might wear that pink shirt. It's not just the color either, right? It's like, what is behind that? Mm-hmm. Well, behind this one person, it's how many hours have been spent advocating, how many dollars have been raised, you know? And then, so when you see this big, I mean, it's going to be a sea of pink out there in the race. When you see that, that river of pink 
matters. Mm-hmm. It's a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. It's pushing forward for change. Mm-hmm. It's like a domino effect. Now you don't just have us, but everybody who's in our army, right. you know, Correct. they're able mm-hmm. to go talk to even more people. And if they meet somebody who's being affected or has a family member being affected, they can always reference us and Absolutely. say, well, Shantae went through this, you know, Margie went through this and I'm able to tell you X, Y, and Z because of what they went through. Exactly. So. Awareness and knowing that, you know, what to expect along the way and knowing your own body and that kind of stuff. Awareness is absolutely critical. And Susan G. Komen has, in addition to the four pillars, they have four key messages around breast cancer awareness. And I just want to share those with people who are listening right now. The first is to know your risk. Well, Margie, you hit on that right there. Mm-hmm. What is your risk? How does that relate? Well, you need to know if you're dense. How dense are you? Right? You need to know your dense. You need to know your family history. Family history. You need to know yes. your body. I mean, all, all of it. All yeah. of it together combined. And be familiar with your what your breasts feel like. Yes. Because sure personally, feel. I have a history of fibroid cysts. Mm-hmm. So I was, mm-hmm. and I had my first mammogram when I was 14 years old mm-hmm. because of it. So I was already familiar with how things felt. Mm-hmm. So when something felt different, mm-hmm. it caught my attention, even though I kicked myself because I just thought it was another cyst getting out of control. Exactly. I was in denial about yeah. my situation I was the same for way. I was the same way. a minute. Mm-hmm. And I did go in the same year, but I just didn't go right away exactly. when I discovered I it. Hormonal. Yeah. 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 I yeah. said, oh, this is just a cyst. I mean, mm-hmm. even to the point where I got the call and it was like, no, this is not. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this goes right into um, you're, you're skipping pillar number. Not oh, pillar, sorry. You're skipping uh, self awareness message number two. No, this is this is absolutely one of those things that Kuman says is know what's normal for you. Mm-hmm. And I went on a walk once with a girl, and she I'll never forget it. She said, "Know your own geography, mm-hmm. right?" Like, mm-hmm. and so again, know what's normal for you. As we just talked, know your risk. Another one is getting screened. Mm-hmm. Don't put your head in the sand mm-hmm. and. Which, think, yeah. think I it's think not going to happen both did for a minute. I think we mm-hmm. both did. I'm like, oh, we're yeah. young still. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no. It's just a cyst getting Cancer control. doesn't care. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and lastly, they talk about making healthy lifestyle choices yes. along yes. the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. She and I were just we were talking speaking about, about that, that the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both... I abused my body. I did not take care of myself and shame on me. It was a reality check in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely after I did a lot of research in that end, I changed yes. my eating habits. I changed how I drink. I changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, got, I now get rest. I make myself rest. Mm-hmm. Self-care it's, is self-care critical. Care is yes, very critical. I don't let myself get overly stressed. Exactly. Uh, yeah, all of this stuff. And so. I think for me, it's just putting other things and other people before myself yes. and yes. kind of abusing my, bo- yeah, my body, body in the process. So, yeah. yes, it's absolutely vital. That's why I was talking about the new beginnings. I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of things different, different. now as mm-hmm. far as diet and lifestyle. Yes. So I want to throw this on the heels of what you just said. A lot of women are on that, I got to care for everybody else mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of the kids. I got to take care of this. I got to mm-hmm. take care of that. And I cannot tell you the number of people that I have heard that putting their own mammograms on the back burner mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. because they were so busy taking care of other people. Right. And it's important that you make yourself a priority in the process. It don't apologize for taking time for yourself. And I right. had to learn that the hard way, obviously. Right. So mm-hmm. you don't have to make excuses. Do it. I yeah. mean, because <laughs> if you're not here, if you're not strong enough or healthy enough to take care of yourself... How are you going to take care of other people? It's the whole, like, mask on the plane thing. Mm -hmm. 
So I want to end with my all-time favorite question. I say this all the time, but it hits at the heart of what I'm trying to do here is to help women know that they are not alone and that there is support out there. I'm going to ask you both, but Margie, I'll start with you. What is one thing that you would want women, if they are diagnosed today or tomorrow, to walk away from this episode knowing? Know yourself. Be your own advocate. You are not alone through the journey. And the silver lining, and I actually just posted it the other day because I've been able to meet this wonderful woman through it. I have met so many amazing women and had the biggest and best adventures through this journey. It doesn't have to be negative. It can be a positive. Try to find the silver lining. I know you and asked it for one thing, but I'm telling you. And it doesn't mean that you appreciate the big, ugly cancer thing that was thrown in there. No. But to find, but, but to find things that you can appreciate and love and find value in along the way exactly. makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I mean, and I did that throughout the whole process. The silver lining of losing my hair is I didn't have to shave. But I think the most important thing is to realize, you know, even though some days I did feel alone, I wasn't. Nobody wants cancer, but if you embrace it, the amazing sisterhood and people that you can meet along the journey is, is unbelievable. I want to add, if somebody is listening out there and they don't know how to reach out, they don't know who to call, mm-hmm. you can ask your provider mm-hmm. and you can call Coman Coastal Georgia right. and they can hook you up with things that they know of that Absolutely. are in the area as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Shantae, what's one thing that you want women to walk away from this episode knowing? It is not the end. Think of it as a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Think of it as a reset. Personally, after I got diagnosed, it wasn't a why me kind of thing. It was like, okay, this happened. I know God didn't want this to happen to me, but it did. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was supposed to do something like what's next? You know, Mm -hmm. what do you have for me that is next? So as Margie said, look for the silver lining. I do try to find the good in every situation. And I don't really know my full purpose as far as having gone through this journey. I know. I have the opportunity to help other women. I know that I can help bring awareness, but I know that, you know, like Margie has her foundation and, you know, you have this wonderful platform and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do yet, but I feel like I could be doing it even now, just sitting here at this point. And I'm, yes, absolutely. And I'm (laughs) glad that you said that too, because Mm -hmm. anybody out there listening, if they're thinking similar things, I want them to know that it is in every little action Mm -hmm. that you do that Mm -hmm. does those things. It's Mm -hmm. not that one big whammo, here Mm -hmm. you go moment. Mm -hmm. It's what can you do now? Mm -hmm. What can you do tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And then you, the collection of all those together is what brings about change. And women can start doing that by going to Coman Coastal Georgia's Mm -hmm. website and signing up, either Mm -hmm. sign up as an individual or get yourself a team, have your family come in from out of town and just make a big (laughs) day about it and celebrate the change that you want to create in this world. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for (laughs) joining us today. Thank you for having us. We're looking forward to the race. Yes. And thanks again to all y'all at home listening. Remember, if you haven't already signed up for the Race for the Cure, go to comancoastalgeorgia.org, sign up as an individual or a team, and come on out and we will see you April 18th. I look forward to speaking with you all again next week. Until then, remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone.